Let's turn our Bibles to the book of 1 Peter. We'll be in 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter 5. Thank you for the music. And I have enjoyed, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed uh, all the Christmas uh, music by the choir and orchestra. And I've enjoyed uh, hearing uh, that each and every week. Appreciate the work that goes into that. I've been asked several times when out in the uh, community and just doing business, Pastor Neil, you, do y'all have a Christmas concert at your church? And I've said every Sunday. And uh, that's just the caliber of music we have. We've done big things in the past, and we'll do them again in the future. But uh, I've just enjoyed week in and week out what the Lord allows us to have uh, as part of Emmanuel Baptist Church. One verse of Scripture tonight, uh, 1 Peter chapter number 5, and it's a familiar verse. And there, there's a lot of familiar verses in 1 Peter chapter number 5. Uh, but this evening, I want to give you just a thought and a truth of, of something that we will continually deal with uh, each and every year until Jesus come, calls us all home or he calls us home. It's just part of life. Uh, it's part of the Christian life. Uh, and I believe it'll be a help and encouragement to us as we complete a year and then look forward to a new year. First Peter chapter number five, verse number seven, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Sounds easy, doesn't it? It's simple but it's not always easy, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I want to use this verse of scripture uh, just to remind us of a few things tonight. And, and the title of my message tonight is this, do you trust him? Do you trust him? I think if I started on this side of the room and I went all the way around and asked every individual and I looked right into the camera for the live stream and the microphone for the radio, and I said, do you trust him? Went all the way around and asked every person, do you trust him? I think everybody would say yes. If that's the case, then it ought to be true in each and every life tonight that we cast all our care upon him. Because if we trust him, why wouldn't we? Cast all our care upon the Lord. And so a few practical truths I want us to see tonight. Father, help us as we look once again into your word and what a supernatural book we hold in our hands. One simple verse of scripture as we read this evening can literally be the difference in, in continuing and finishing our course, be the difference in carrying that burden and overcoming that obstacle. And Father, I pray that uh, these few practical points tonight will be a help and encouragement to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. This is one of those verses in the Bible we like to quote to others and not live ourselves. You know, we do that, don't we? We know we can. We know it's true. We say, well, this is what you ought to do, what you need to do. But then when it comes to us, we have a little bit of a hard time doing it sometimes. It's important for us to understand what is being said here. And it's not very complicated. But I do want to point out two words to you. Uh, the first word is that first word in verse number seven, casting. And we have a visual picture of, of what that would mean. Uh, but it is that that casting, that throwing upon. And it's, it's not just, well, I'm just, I have nothing else to do. Uh, I'm just going to make sure it ends up over. No, it's on purpose, thrusting it or throwing it upon. And we are told where to do that on him. The second word we must notice, and that's what I want us, want us to pay attention to, is the word care. All of your care. Tonight, we could put a lot of things in that little word care. It's the 
needs that we have. It's the burdens that we carry. And we'll talk about this in just a moment. It's, it's the things in life that we have to take care of. And, and it's a small word, but it encompasses so many things in our life. That word care, and it's pretty simple. You say, Pastor, it's pretty easy casting all your care upon him. Uh, but there's, it's signifying, and it's from the, the context of having a little bit of uncertainty as you do it. Casting all your care upon him. We know that God is able to do anything, don't we? And a big part of the Christian life, and I've, I've said it this way uh, several times, is we need to believe what God says more than we can actually see with our eyes. We need to believe what God says, what we actually think in our minds. Because so many times we read what God says and we hear what God says, but we see, we see something that seems contrary. We ought to believe what God says more than the very things that we can see or think with our own mind. But casting all your care, it is the, I'm going to do it because I know I should do it, but I'm not really certain that this is what is going to take care of everything. Have you ever been there? Okay, I'm going to help everybody tonight. You've all been there. We've all been there. Maybe you're there tonight. We know God has the answer, but what is it? We have a problem knowing that he'll take care of everything we have, but we like to hang on to it, don't we? We like to say, okay, God, I'm going to give this to you. I shouldn't use this as an illustration. I shouldn't use it as an illustration, but it's too close. It's close to Christmas. I'll be forgiven. It's I almost said, I see my wife sitting by there. It's like when your wife gives you a job, but my mom, I see my mom, so I'll put it, I'll, I'll, I'll pick on her instead of my wife. I go home with my wife. I don't go home with my mom anymore. My mama didn't raise no dummies. She's going to regret not raising any dummies, but it's like growing up, mom comes to you and gives you a job and says, here's the job, and I'm going to tell you exactly how you need to do this job. Because this is the way mom's mind thinks. This isn't the way my mind thinks. And then I'm going to stand here and help you do the job. And then I'm going to help you. I see a lot of men shaking their heads right now. Uh, and it's, we know it's, a, it's something that needs to be done. We know how it's going to be done, but are we going to do what we know we're supposed to do? It's a little more serious when it comes to the cares of life. There is no doubt we understand and have received enough of the goodness of God to know what God is capable of. All you have to do is, I don't know if you, you noticed, as I was outside a little bit last night, I saw Alaska was that big old moon that's in the sky. And when there's a clear night, you can see those stars, and that did not just happen. God put those there. God wrote the laws of science you need to follow the science, to follow the word of God, and you'll have the science. God put that there. That's the God we have. As we saw this morning, God sent his son. Only God could send his son, born of a virgin. And God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, lived a sinless life, a perfect life. You and I sin constantly, and many times we're not even aware of what we're doing because it's our nature. God put on flesh and never had a thought he shouldn't have had. Never responded in a way he should not have responded. He's God. The Son of God died for us and paid our sin debt. If you're saved this evening, I trust that we all are. We know firsthand the goodness of God. How great is God? He can take your sins and His blood can cover them. 
And we are reminded that our sins are as far removed as the east is from the west. That never to, to, to be given account of again because our record is... Who can take the sins of not just one individual, but just think of this, all the sins represented in this room? The world. That's, that's our God. If God can save you, and not only can He, and I trust that we're all saved tonight, He has, that He can certainly bear your cares. We worry, don't we? But there's no reason for us to worry. But it's our nature to worry. And so this is a simple verse in this throwing it all, putting it all on the Lord, that care that encompasses so much of our life, but doing so with a little bit of uncertainty. Now, that's not a bad thing because we don't know how God is going to do what He's going to do for us. We just know that He said He's going to do it. We don't understand the how or the why He's always going to do it. We just know that He's going to do it. So sometimes we say, well, I'm not giving it to God till I know that I can just... Give it all to Him and not worried about it. That's not what that verse is teaching. That verse is teaching that you still have a little bit of doubt and uncertainty and you do it anyway because that's the proper place your cares are supposed to go. It requires that word that gets God's attention, faith. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't understand the way God's going to do it. But hey, there's nothing in this world, Pastor, that can make me feel better. Well, let's try putting that on God and let God see what He can do with it. There's nothing that can heal this wound. Let's put it on God and see what God can do with it. There, there's nothing that in this world, there's nobody that can help me. These things take place and these needs that I have, and it seems like I'm all by myself. Let's put it on God and see what God can do it. We make a lot of mistakes in our Christian life when it comes to the fact when I feel with great certainty that this is what I'm going to No, 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 we're just supposed to do it whether we really understand it, whether we really believe that it's going to happen or not. That's where faith comes in. That is how God gets glory. That's how God gets pleasure. When we, His children, by faith say, God, I don't understand how you could possibly take these cares. I don't understand how this is going to come about, but I'm casting it on you anyway... Because that is where I am told where it's supposed to go. If I could use a simple illustration, I'll get into the outline tonight. You have small children. You, they're supposed to clean their room. You tell them to. You say, if you just say, clean your room, then you'll come in and say, wow, it looks so good. But don't look under the bed. Don't look in the closet. Don't dare open that bathroom door. Don't look in their brother or sister's room. They just shove it anywhere. And in their mind, it's clean because you can't see it. That's different than saying put everything in its proper place. And sometimes we quote unquote clean our room, but everything's not in its proper place. There's still a mess under the bed, there's still a mess in the closet. When what God is saying is put when you, in your life, put everything in its place. And what where are our cares supposed to go? They're supposed to be put on Him. They're supposed to be cast on Him. Now let me give you. A few, a, few, a few things tonight for us to think about when it comes to casting our care on Him. First of all, number one, we ought to cast, cast your needs. I'll read to you Matthew chapter number 6, 
Beginning with verse number 25, the Bible says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what, shall ye, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet on your body, what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat, in the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Everybody in this room has needs. And we're supposed to depend on Him for our needs. Look to Him for our needs. Whatever your need is tonight, uh, God says the proper place to put it is on Him. As we've been teaching in stewardship all year long, if we're just a good manager of what God has given us, God will take care of everything else. My responsibility is to be faithful. My responsibility is to, a, to be an obedient steward, and then the master can decide how much he wants to reward or bless me. That is the goal in our life. So when it comes to our needs, my responsibility is not even to meet my own needs. As a man, as the head of the household, I have to go to work. Now, that's something the Bible teaches that we ought to do. But ultimately, God says, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, but God says, I'm going to take care of you. We're supposed to just put those needs on him and say, God, I'm going to depend on you while I'm doing what you would have me to do. There's someone here in this room, you may testify to the fact that at the beginning of this year or one year ago, you didn't know how you'd get to right now. You, you said, I don't know how I would make it. I don't know how, and here you sit. And you're probably doing a little bit better than you ever imagined that you would do. You know why? Because God is faithful. And let me just say to all of us tonight, we don't know what 2020 is going to hold I believe that as collectively as a church, God's going to do many great things for us, but individually it does not mean that we're not going to have challenges, that we're not going to have hardships. So what do I do? You ought to put that in its proper place on the Lord. As we have needs, we cast them on Him. Number two, we cast, cast your weaknesses upon Him. Uh, let, me, let me break something to you. It might be hard for some to understand. But everybody has weaknesses. Everybody has weaknesses. Yeah, you, you too. All of us, your pastor included. I know what mine are because some of you, it's your calling in life to come tell me what they are each and every Sunday. I'm just kidding. That's my kids. And by the way, I appreciate you laughing at that. I'll hear about it on the way home. Why do they laugh at you? You're not even funny anyway. Um, <laughs> We, we have, we, all of us have weaknesses. You know what we're very insecure about? Our weaknesses. I, I, I have a, every parent needs to understand something. You, you rearing your children according to the Lord is something God has commanded you to do, but it's something you're not capable of. Let me say that again, because I'm sure it rubs some of you the wrong way. Not the part about what you should do, the part of you're not capable of doing it. I don't know, I've got my charts. I go, no, 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 you can't do it without the Lord's help. Every parent has weaknesses. Every parent has, it's not like when you have that first child that goes home, it's not like you have experience rearing a child. I mean, if you're the oldest child, you understand this. That's the one mom and dad practice on so we can get it right when God gives us other children. We have those weaknesses, and what must we do? We must say, God, I have this responsibility. I, 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 have, I have shortcomings. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have all the knowledge I'm supposed to have. I, don't, I, I realize I have weaknesses that I didn't have. I've got to put that in its proper place. I have to trust you. 
See, this is something that, that I want to clarify again before I move any further. You cannot say you trust God. You cannot be obedient in this verse if you're going to lean on your own understanding. The book of Proverbs speaks very clearly in that regard. God is instructing us how to rear our children to the honor and glory of God. None of us are capable of doing it. We have to put it on Him. We have, what's our weaknesses as a husband and wife? In a marriage, it's just everybody has weaknesses. It's amazing as you give premarital counseling to these couples that are going to get married, and oh, he's perfect and she's perfect, and I'm just I just keep my just keep my mouth shut, and oh, this is so cute and love and all that. I say, you'll find out. <laughs> you'll find out. Well, I, I know what we're saying, and it's like every every, every you know the wife says, I have the perfect man. No, you don't. Oh, I have the perfect wife. No, you don't. You, you can't have the perfect husband because my wife does. I mean, that's just all there is to it. <laughs> we all have shortcomings and weaknesses. So what must I do? I must trust him. I must put my care. How do I do that? Lord, I don't, I don't know. I've got these decisions. I've, I've got this child. I've got this marriage. I've, I've got this life you've given me, and this is... This is the first time I've been in this situation or this obstacle, this challenge has come up through the course of life and I don't have the wisdom. So putting this care on you, I, I'm going to look at your wisdom and I'm going to do what you said to do and I'm going to trust you. See, too many times we as Christians think we can live the Christian life without the Bible. We think we can trust God without the Bible. We think we can be obedient without the Bible. You can do none of those things without the Bible. The very definition of trusting God is trusting what He has said in the Bible. The very definition of, of being obedient is doing what the Bible says. The very definition of being a Bible Christian is following the Bible. So in those times of weakness, and this is where we have all of us have a hard time, we don't like to talk about our weaknesses, we don't like to admit our weaknesses, but can I say, God knows what they are. And most of us who are close to one another, we know what they are. So what should I do with that? I should cast that on him. And we do ourselves no favors. We don't do ourselves any good by pretending that God doesn't know where we're weak. Well, I'm just not going to talk to God about that, or I'm not going to be willing to do that. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to have your weaknesses. But we must also put those in the same place. Let me make this statement to you, and I'll give you number three. If you could do it all, and understand it all, and handle it all, there would, this verse would not be in the Bible. If you could handle everything that life brought to you, and you didn't need God, you didn't need His strength, why would this verse be in the Bible? Because we must cast all of our cares on Him. Number three, cast your burdens. The reason why you have burdens is because you have weaknesses. That's why they're a burden. If you could handle heartache, you wouldn't, have, you, know, you wouldn't have that burden. If it wasn't a weakness, you wouldn't have that burden. The fact that we say that we have burdens and we know we have burdens and we ask God for the strength to carry the burden is just an acknowledgement of the fact that we have weaknesses. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a burden to us. And the burdens we have, what are we to do with those? We're to put those in the proper place as well. If God has given me a burden to bear, it is of God. I therefore must cast it on Him. 
I must trust him. How do I do that? I've already said it's not, I think it's a, mis, it's a misconception I think that Christians have had, and we've all had probably this sometime. I'm going to cast my burdens on him. I'm going to go to my prayer closet. I'm going to go to an altar and say, God, I'm giving it to you. And then some magic formula takes place and it's just removed from our life. That's not how it works. I mean, I've been in that place in my life. I said, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm giving this to you. The only way you can give it to God is to then go to the word of God and say, I'm going to depend on these promises. I'm going to follow what you said in order to truly put that on you. It's to live in the grace of God as he gives you the grace you need. It's to continue. Sometimes just casting that burden on him is the acknowledgement of God. This is something I cannot, I'm going to depend on you for that strength. And then we claim the verses of scripture that enable us to continue on and just determine, I'm going to finish. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. That's casting your care on him. Then number four, and this is one I think we need to all be reminded of, and while certainly all of these that I've mentioned is good for us to be reminded of, cast your tomorrow on him. I'm afraid many times as Christians, we lose our today because we're worried about our tomorrow. We don't live in victory today because we're worried about defeat tomorrow. When I say tomorrow, it could be literally tomorrow, Monday, or it could just be sometime in the future. You know, we, there's been a lot of turmoil, to say the least, in our nation over the last couple of years. I can, it's very easy to see those who are depending on the Lord and those who are depending on politicians, and otherwise, it's easy to see. It's where they've placed their care. It's where they have placed their confidence. You put your care in that which your confidence is in. And I'm so worried about, and it's not to say that's not a natural thing, because it is. If you'll permit me to use a personal illustration in the life of my family, there's things that have taken place in 2021 we did not anticipate. And we're thankful that my wife and God, God was so good in her cancer diagnosis and all of her treatments are now behind her. But when you first get that diagnosis, it's a natural thing to worry about tomorrow. It's a natural thing to worry about how that's going to affect the future. We, we have change in our life, whether it's job, whether it's a situation in family, and the Lord calls, calls members of our family home to be with Him. We begin to worry about tomorrow. And sometimes everything is going perfectly, and God has been so good to us, and we're like, I have no complaints at all. What's happening tomorrow? Waiting for, for everything to change. You know what we got to do with our tomorrow? Leave tomorrow up to God. I've got to do what I'm supposed to do today. I can't do what I'm supposed to do tomorrow today. I can do that tomorrow. But today I've got to do what I'm supposed to do today. And a lot of Christians leave today undone because we're focused on taking care of tomorrow. If we do what we're supposed to do today, God will take care of tomorrow. And I don't know how I'm going to have strength to carry this burden tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to have wisdom. Good night. If I can't handle this little girl at six months, how in the world am I going to handle her at 16? I wouldn't worry about... You, you're not going to be able to, by the way. I wouldn't worry about that. You just got to take care of her today. 
I don't know how I'm going to do for my family and the way things are going in our nation and, 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 and the things that they do financially and all the mess that is in our nation. I don't know how it's going to be in the future. That is a natural concern for you and I, but that's God's business. If God's people just take care of what we're supposed to do today, God is more than capable of taking care of tomorrow. And there's a lot of examples in this book and a lot of promises in Scripture of the world can literally be burning down and God's people be fine. Because that's the God we have. Put your tomorrow on Him. Do what's expected of you today and let God worry about tomorrow. Now, if we put our Christmas on our credit cards, there's a good reason to worry about tomorrow because that's coming. It's like, kids, enjoy this today. It's going back tomorrow. That's just the way it is. You get to play with it today. Cast your tomorrow on him. These, we all have real concerns and questions and doubts. I'm afraid a lot of worry. There's a lot of anxiety we don't have to have if we would just practice this verse. And let's not be mistaken, there's some burdens that are bigger than others. There's some things that God allows in our life that turn our life. It doesn't just alter our life. It turns our life upside down. I'm not minimizing that. What I am saying is we have a God who's given us a promise that says if we cast all of our care on Him, you, you can still have that sense of doubt. That's where faith comes in. I don't know how He's going to do it. I don't know how he could possibly restore, restore the joy. And, and by the way, if, if you didn't hear my message last Sunday night on Job, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. Because when something comes to our life, what, are we, what does God just expect us to do? Just to keep living. Just to keep trusting him. Just to keep doing what I know to do today. And that's really the sign of somebody who is casting all their care on him. In the future, I don't know what 2021 20, or 2022 is going to hold for uh, for any of us. But I do know that it is good that no matter what comes, that we have a God who is capable of removing, but if He doesn't remove, He's capable of sustaining. I'm thankful and I praise God that we have a God who can remove things from our life. But I'm thankful to have a God who can sustain us when He chooses not to. God shows his might, God shows his ability when he, in that supernatural way, moves some things around or changes some things, and it's just you stand back and say, that was, that was certainly God. But God also shows his might and his care when he chooses not to do that, but he gives us strength we did not have, he gives us wisdom that we did not have, he gives us abilities we did not have, and our weaknesses just aren't as weak as they normally are, seemingly. And God shows who He is when we put in its proper place the cares of this life. Now I'm going to end the message tonight with the same question I began it with. Do you trust Him? Do you trust Him? Because if you trust Him, you can cast your cares upon Him. We haven't even talked about the, a wonderful part of this verse, for He careth for you. Why can't we do that? Because He cares for us. It's, it's, it's oftentimes, and those of you that are parents, you have been parents, you understand this, and 
or if you've been a school teacher, a Sunday school teacher, a perhaps even somebody who's a supervisor or whatever, you see somebody struggling with something and you say, if you just ask me, I could help you. I always like to, before the service, and a couple times I'll stick my head in the nursery and speak to the children. The one that's one nursery, the babies, they just look, look at me. I don't know what their problem is. But, you know, they, you know, I, I, like, to, I like to see them and just cut up with some of the, the smaller ones and, and, and say hello to them. And, and sometimes you catch those nursery workers, now, now, now give, it, give it to me. No, I can do it. You know, when, when you're a loving, young, patient mom, it's like, okay, I'll let you try it because I'm like, okay, dummy, go right ahead. You're going to be there an hour and a half from now, still trying it, and when you're ready, that's the conversations I say. And no, that's not what I say in there. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about. I wonder if the scenario plays out anything like we have a, certainly a God who can take care of whatever we have. And because he loves us so much, he doesn't call us a dummy. Even though sometimes that's what we're being. God, I can do it. God, I can handle it. God, I can carry it. God, I can, God, I can, I can. And our God in heaven cares enough about us that he says, if you just put those cares in their proper place, this helps some of us. This, you know, this helps all of us. Certainly some of us that are dealing with things right now. There's some problems you cannot solve. And can I say, it is not your responsibility to solve them. Oh, if I could just get over this broken heart. The only way you could do that is not love how you loved. No man can heal a broken heart. You can't heal your own broken heart. Well, if I could just take away this disappointment... What makes you think that you can take away that disappointment? I wish I could just change these circumstances. You can't do that. Only God can do that. So what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to take these cares and I'm supposed to cast them on Him. How do I do that? Say, God, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to worry about doing what you have said to do in your word. You know... Sometimes we do have broken hearts. What do we do? We just get up and do what we're supposed to do with a broken heart. Sometimes we are more burdened than other times. What are we supposed to do? It may be hard to get up and do what we're supposed to do. We're just supposed to do what we're supposed to do. Pastor, I can't do everything that I used to do because of, and there's life circumstances that creates those situations. What are we supposed to do? Do everything that we can do. And let God worry about all of those other things that we spend all of our time worrying about. Let's not be distracted in a coming year, worrying about what may or may not take place and lose sight on reflecting on what God has done for us this year in our own life. Do you trust Him? Do you trust God? Then I, then I pray and I hope that these reminders, very, very simple, but often in Scripture the most simple practical things are the things that you and I have the most difficult time making sure that we do every single day. When a care, when a worry comes up, so I got to take that to the Lord. I got to talk to him about it. After I talk to him about it, what am I going to do? I'm just going to do what he tells me to do. Well, how's it going to, I don't know how it's going to work out. But I know that today I have responsibilities I'm supposed to do. Well, I don't know how I'm going to, the way things are going, I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford to take care of my family. What do I do? Go to work tomorrow. 
Pastor, what's going to happen in this world? What's going to happen? What are we supposed to do? Go tell somebody else about Christ. I'm, I'm a little discouraged, and I have all these, these fears, and, boy, we've got some great needs, and you have a pastor who will never minimize those things because I know how real they are, but I just want to put focus on the Lord, the one who says, I'll take care of them. Quit trying. You can't. That's why when we stumble because we're weak, we should not be shocked. I just, I just, I couldn't handle that. I just know, why are you trying? Just do what that book says to do and let God do what he can do. If we're all honest tonight, all of us would testify, the only reason that we are here doing as well as we're doing is because of the grace of God, the goodness of God. All of us have said at some point in our life, well, that's it. I ain't surviving this one. And most of us have now said that multiple times. And yet, God, when we say, I just got to trust you. And please, I've said this over and over. I don't want us to miss this. You cannot trust him without going to the, the word of God and doing what he said to do. No, I, I want to carry this around. And God, I want you to tell me what, you, what you're going to do. I want you to take this from me. That's not what God is saying. God is saying you can place it on me by going to the word of God. I've told you that I'll give you the grace. I've told you that I'll take care of you. If the sparrow is clothed, what makes you think I won't clothe you? If I can save you from your sins, I can, I can give you the strength you need. I can heal the, the wounds that you have. I can do that, but you've got to do your part. Most of us are practicing charismatics. I want God, I want to feel God take this from me. God does not do that. He says, just do what my word tells you to do. Just do what the Bible says. And before you know it, you'll look back on a calendar year and wonder how you got this far. You'll bring remembrance to something that was so heavy before, and you'll say, it's not as heavy as it used to be. Wouldn't you say, I know that's looming out there in the future, and I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. But then the Lord takes care of it, and you pass that, and you're like, that wasn't as big a deal as I thought it would be. It was still as big as you thought it was, but it wasn't as big a deal because you have a God much bigger. And if we just every day, I'm going to do what this book says to do. You get discouraged, go to this book. Well, if God would just take this thing that discourages me, he may not. But you have a God that will give you the strength and comfort and peace that you need, casting all your care upon him. It's good that we bow the knee and say, God, I'm giving this to you. But it's empty if you don't go to this book claim His promises, obey His word, and do what you can and are supposed to do. It is in that that He sustains us. It is, I'm just trusting in God, and then we don't think about God. You think God's sustaining us? It's in obeying His word. It's in the obedience to His word. And so uh, let's make sure that we keep this in practice. Just some truths, some thoughts that we know. Now, I want to remind us two purposes with this tonight. One, I want to remind us we're here because God brought us here. We're here by the goodness and grace of God. How will we make it in the future? The same way we got here. By the goodness and grace of God. And let's depend on Him by obeying His word. Father.